on today's episode of the FYA interview series, we have got a special guest. It is our drummer from our East Memphis campus, um, better known internationally as a drummer for multiple R&B, gospel, uh, and jazz acts. Uh, man, Dave Mason is a fascinating guy. He almost didn't start music at all or almost didn't pursue it professionally at all uh, because of basketball. And you'll hear that story as well as and what caused him to stick around at East Memphis uh, or specifically stick around at Fellowship after uh, the guy who got him uh, into playing at Fellowship moved on. Um, it's a really incredible interview and you're going to love it. Uh, Dave is one of the most genuine, uh, just heartfelt guys you're ever going to meet. And so uh, you're going to love getting to hear his story and what he has to say about Fellowship, about music, about basketball, all of that. So, uh, please enjoy it now. Dave Mason. Yeah, yep, yep. Very different times, man. Yeah, it really is. Well, and so, okay, for you, why don't, why don't we start there? It's the FYA interview series. I got David Mason here. Uh, he's a drummer at Fellowship, and we'll get into all the other things that he does. Um, but clearly, the most important thing that he does is he's a drummer at Fellowship by, by a large margin. Wouldn't you agree with that? I guess you could say by a <laughs> lot, by a large, yeah. No, yep. I mean, playing playing the BB Kings is fine, but playing at Fellowship on a Sunday is clearly the highlight. It's got to be right. Yeah, yeah, true <laughs> enough. Because uh, well, for the most part, um, all the guys that that play in the location I play it are kind of close friends. I've been playing with them, you yeah. know, pretty much my whole professional career. So, yeah, those guys that yeah, their location is a big part of you know, who I am and what I do. So it's always good. To, even even when I'm on the road and come back, man, it's just something about that atmosphere that's totally different than, you know, being yeah. out playing with others. Well, so obviously I was joking about, like, saying that it's the highlight of your professional career, but but it does seem like there's a special connection <laughs> y'all have. <laughs> and I want to get into that because Johnny mentioned the same thing we talked the other day. Like he talked about that being a family uh -huh. and that uh, when he first got here that y'all all clowned him uh, because he didn't know what he was doing. But uh, No, it wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> Why is he, he making us he making us sound better than we are? We wasn't necessarily clowning him. <laughs> we was just letting him know that you can't be slacking. We don't slack on this side, man. We take this we take this to heart, so don't come in here, you know, halfway. He tried to make it seem like we was hard on him. Man. We wasn't that bad. Well, he also made it sound like he was just up there not knowing what he's doing. But he, like, Johnny's a great musician, man. Like, he's he's incredible. Yeah. yeah. Um, yes, well, why don't is. we, for people who don't know you or don't know your background, why don't we back up a little bit and, and tell us where you're mm -hmm. from. Tell us about growing up uh, in your childhood. Oh, man. I'm from like Covington, Tennessee. Like out right outside, like about thirty minutes outside of Memphis. Uh, that's where I grew up. Went to high school there. Uh, I ended up well. The I was drumming was not uh, in my future. I was uh, basketball. Okay. Uh, scholarship. Uh, yeah. So. Uh, the drumming thing was just, at that point, it was just me playing at church with my auntie. Just, you know, wow. when I'm there. 
It wasn't yeah. no, I'm a be a pro. Yeah, it wasn't no, I'm a be a professional. It wasn't no, I was straight basketball. It basketball. It basketball. It and then uh, got into trouble in, in college and came back home. And in my weight in um, my transition when I was coming home, in my weight to start the next semester, I was going to just wait and go back, you know, and continue the next semester. But I end up going to a rehearsal with my cousin who was playing for this touring gospel choir at the time, yeah. professional touring gospel choir. Uh, and man, I end up, man, at that, that day, his, his drummer had broke his foot or something oh. and couldn't come to rehearsal. And I was just there by, I was just there with my cousin just by happenstance. Right. And, you know, I just sit in and, yeah, he asked me to come up. He just asked me to come play, man. I played. And from that day on, I ended up going out on the road and, and didn't go back. I went I went back to school for a minute, but I, I had got so deep in the music game and traveling so much that my mind wouldn't, wouldn't allow me to be at school and do what I was supposed to do at school because I was gone all week and traveling. He was touring just that much that I was literally li living out of suitcase at one point. Wow. Just coming home, repacking, coming home, repacking and going. So <laughs> it's been a, it's been a it's been a it's been a pretty long different journey. I wouldn't I w I don't regret none of the you know the turn that happened. The only thing I just wish I would have probably been a little more patient just to see how far basketball would have went, you know, playing overseas a couple, you know, a couple of times, you know, and doing, by that time, my mind wasn't into it no more. I was, I was wanting to be full on musician then because I got locked in. So here I yeah. am. Yep. Here I am now as a drummer, instead of a rich basketball player, y'all <laughs> watching me on, <laughs> on now, TV. <laughs> now you're just a rich drummer. <laughs> no, not quite. I'm just a drummer. <laughs> just, just a drummer. <laughs> so take us t talk talk about basketball for a minute. Take us back to you. You were you were coming up in Covington. Where did where did you get a scholarship to go play at? I went to uh, St. Catherine Junior College. Okay. To finish to finish some courses there, and I was going to go uh, to Kentucky to okay. finish up there. Yeah, uh, but I had I had. I had a couple courses. I had some stuff I needed to finish in JUCO, yeah. you know, before I could, yeah, go all the, to the four year. And what what position did you play? Man, I was a point guard. Man, I wouldn't even. I was the. I, I was like the smallest, probably like the smallest man, shortest on my team because my my whole team was big. I had overseas players. It was it was mainly a school that basketball players went to. Right, like a prep school. To, yeah, yeah, yeah. To, to go to that next year. And it was it was mainly focused strictly on basketball. You know, it was strictly focused on basketball. So, I mean, for people who don't know you, I mean, you're not a short guy. So for you to be the shortest guy on the team, you're, like, you're 6'2", six 6'3", six aren't you? I'm 6'4". Right, okay. 6'4", <laughs> yeah. That's so, wild. I mean, like, like my small, the small forward, was like six eight. My I had two bigs. You know, I'm telling you, the coach would fuss at me for going in the paint. So right. it was like, because <laughs> we had bigs. You know, we was big, long. You know, so yeah, I played the one That's and the crazy. two. 
So you had an NBA size prep school roster. Oh yeah, yeah. That's oh yeah, wild. very much so. Very much so. Who was the best yeah. player you ever played against? Tony Depp. Hands down. Tony Depp. Yeah. Yeah. And he went to the Hands league. Down. He, he was in the league for almost 10 years, wasn't he? Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yep. Went to uh he went matter of fact, he was in Kentucky when I was at the JUCO. Okay. That's where he was. So, you know, in random passing, man. Right. I, I had like, yeah, because we play I played in, in high school. He was my high school rival. So I okay. knew him. Yeah, prior to the Kentucky and all that, I knew him when he was averaging ten points and wasn't that dude yet. So right, man, it's, it, it was it was a long road, and it, it, it was just, it's just funny how some you didn't even think can slide in and be your career. I'm telling you, I was drums yeah, and music wasn't even on my for on my radar. It was not on my radar. It was strictly out of basketball, strictly basketball. Now, what was you mentioned playing overseas a little bit? So, a couple of times Brief. you bounced back from music and, and gave it a go at basketball, right? But my heart was gone by then, you yeah. know. I'll, and now it's just you know, I still play like community just yeah. to stay in shape because right. I don't, yeah, I don't do no lifting weights and all this. So, just to keep my win because yeah. it helped me with endurance on drums. So, right. I play ball, full court ball. Give me a good, you know, keep stay, try to stay active. Yeah. All right. So, what what was the moment for you when you? Because I mean, drumming was a hobby. It was something you did at church, and probably for a favor for your family, right? For a long time. Like, wouldn't you say? Well, well, I pretty much. I mean, well, I wanted to. I was. I okay. wanted to be that little musician, you know, at, at early age, but. After basketball came into my life in high school, you know, I kind of like let the church drumming. It was just that was just it going to church and playing. It you. wasn't no, I'm gonna do it full time. You know, I didn't I didn't jump into it full time until I you know got back home from school. That's okay. when I went into it. Yeah, I went into it full time because I wasn't doing nothing, and right. it was either that, it was either that, or go get a job. You know, <laughs> which. Which my grandmama still was fussing at me <laughs> to go get anyway because she, but in her mind, in her mind, is no such thing as making a living as right. no music. <laughs> so that was that's that's what I had to wrestle that wrestling with that and coming home and seeing your family disappointed. Only one that, only one that never gave me problem was the music teacher in my family, which was my aunt, uh-huh. where I got the whole music okay. side from. Okay. She never, never, she would never tell me, you need to go get Dave, what you doing? Okay, good. You stick with what you're doing. Always that occurred. Now, my mama, yeah. grandmama, you need to go get, you need to, you need to be doing something with yourself. You need to. Right. So until, until I could prove to them that I could do it, that's what I was getting every day, and it's yeah. and it's hard to come. It's hard to come home, and you know you you kind of seeing them disappointed and not you yeah. know kind of you know happy about what's going on. Want you to do other things, and your heart and mind is somewhere else. Real different, right? So, what what was the moment for you that you decided? Like, it, was it a certain show, or was it a certain? Like, was there a moment for you where you were like, this is it. Like, this is what I want to do for the rest of my life. 
my that would probably be the first live video and uh, recording I did on a professional on that major major scene to see to see uh, the reaction of crowds and the process of what it takes to pull off a record, the process of the rehearsing, you know, the the scheduling, everything that comes into the, the backline rental, this might not be, you know, and then to go into that know, uh, with problems in the session, and this is your first session, we, my first session, we starting off and on the first song, <laughs> Oregon goes out. So we shooting a live video and recording and the organ goes out. And the youngest dude in our band, he was like in high school, probably like a junior in high school, Darrell Harris. He had to play the whole record by himself. That was his first one. And pulled it off. <laughs> but that those little stuff like that, you know, going into your first session, man, is yeah. but just to see reaction in the crowd and then to play a CD. With your name on it to hear the music coming off of it, and you get in your car and it's on the radio. I mean, that it, it sold me. I was I was all in. And from that from that point on, I was doing whatever I had to do, you know, to make my journey easier and a professional one, at, yeah. at least. So what? Okay, what what album was that? What was your what was that? Uh, it's the uh, Orlando Draper, Orlando Draper and the Associates, the Got a Feeling album. Okay. It was done uh, 1995. Okay, and so you were you were cooked at that point. Like that was it for you, music. Oh, uh, it was over uh, after that one. It was it, yeah. After that one, it was over with. I wasn't doing nothing else but music. Do you have a favorite show that you've ever played before? A favorite show that I played, man. I would have to say Madison Square Garden. I played in Madison, Madison Square, in Madison Square Garden for the uh, McDonald Fest. It was this competition at the time they would tour, and they would go from city to city. And Orlando, the guy I was playing with, was like the host choir of it. Okay, so he did like three or four of them, and, and one of the shows ended up in the Madison Square Garden, man. And oh my uh, God. yeah, I, I I never I, I never forget. I never forget pulling up, and this is when I knew it had to be real serious for him because he's he 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 at this time he was in the game a while. He'd been there, and done, seen and saw some things, and done. But when we pulled up on the bus in front of the the Madison Square Garden, he saw his name on the marquee. Man, it was just like he just broke down, and it went to a whole nother gratitude thing. And I'm sitting there like, God, this dude. Is acting like this because of this, and you know I'm just this country dude, man. I'm probably in, <laughs> probably one one or two years in. I mean, just to show you, JD, how naive I was at first. I'm in this, and I'm not taking pictures or documenting nothing. I'm, talk, I'm flying over the Grand Canyon, and he's trying to show he's trying to show me his, historical points. He's like, man, look, look at the Grand Canyon in my country's tale, not knowing I'm so green. I'm like, well, what's that? That don't look like nothing to look at. And I'm like, so 
<laughs> and what I finally realized years later, what what I said when he said that to me, I was like, man, how can I, how can I be so? How can I be that dog? <laughs> hey, you you must have been a killer on the drums if he put up with stuff like that. <laughs> oh, I mean, you 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 just don't know JD. I mean, moments he would kick me under the table. We out eating, and I say some. I it's just a whole lot of growing up. I had to grow up because. Like I said, man, it happened to, it was like literally overnight. I was a basketball player who just got kicked out of school. And then I go from that to the next week. My first gig with him was in the Bahamas. (laughs) I went, that's my first, my first gig with with him was going to the Bahamas for a week. So, you know, I, I had to grow. I had to figure it out, grow up fast. And, you know, and it all came, you know, with, yeah, going going different places and seeing different things. It can't. It it, it, it all started to come. But at first, boy, it was hard. <laughs> it was hard. No, I gave him problems. <laughs> so, I mean, for for most musicians, they work for a lifetime to be able to get a week long gig in the Bahamas mm-hmm. or to play at Madison Square Garden. So, if that if you start off at a pretty high point, there must have been some big low points that came in your career. Like, I mean, cause this is, this is, I mean, 20, 25 years ago, right? Yeah. Yeah. 90 from, I played, I played with him from, from 93 to 90, he died in 98. So from that, from 93 to 98, his past okay. and in 98, I played, yeah, I played with him wow. those years. Yeah. So wow. that's pretty early. It's pretty early in the, in, in the game. And with him, I didn't experience with him because he was so consistent and his his gig was so consistent. I really didn't hit no downfalls until he passed. Because yeah. at and, and at that time that's when the real growth had to come in because I had I that's when I realized that playing one genre is not gonna help me eat all the time. Yeah. I was just playing I was just playing gospel music. And when he died, that gig was gone. And I didn't have nothing. I didn't have no experience in the R&B world. So it was like I was starting all the way over. I had to step into that field, make myself known, get, you know, network, get on that list. Because you have to be on the call list to even get in there. Because, you know, people have right. their subs and their favorites already. But, man, it was... Those those next those two those like two years after he passed, man, was was real rough because I I wasn't making no money and all credit cards getting overloaded over you know I'm oh yeah kid I'm I'm I mean I was draining because I was used to a lifestyle you know that I was already in but I didn't realize hey you got to slow that lifestyle down until you get <laughs> some going again so. It was a rebuilding process, but but I, I you always it's always a hard time still. Yeah, you, you had a moment right now, man. I, I've had moments in recent years where it's like, God, Lee Day, what what we gonna do? But you know, it, he always prevailed. He's always had my back. I ain't never never been without. I ain't never lost a house or apartment. I ain't never lost a car. Yeah, I ain't never had a repo. So I mean, you know, it, it what my rough, what's rough for me might be somebody's 
detriment. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It might be so. So I when when I say it, I say it kind of with an ease. <laughs> it ain't so rough right. because right. I don't want to be. I don't want to be like that. So, but you yeah. know, I guess it would be like any 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 you know regular nine to five job. You, some people go to work, hate their job, have a bad day, but other days they like their job. You know, right. So how how did you bust into that R and B world after being in gospel and and really just in gospel for so long? Like, what what was your did you was there a person that you connected with like that that kind of got you in that world? Uh, yes. Uh, her name is uh, Stephanie Bolton. She was uh, uh, doing like writing. She was well, she was a singer. She was singing around the city. But she was doing like writing for uh, this the uh, the R and B artists like Angie Stone and and different writers out in Atlanta. Okay. Uh, so she was she was already like signed to a label here, a local label uh, okay. here, and uh, she asked me. I played for her gospel group that she was in years okay. earlier, and since she went to R and B, and she asked me would I play for her on one of her shows. So I end up playing with her and I started playing with her all the time. And then people started seeing me, you know, play with her. It's with Memphis, man, is pretty with Memphis is pretty much once you get in the system and networking and people know who you are and your face and can put a name, you pretty much can work. That's crazy. You, you just you just have to get you just gotta get in the system and prove. It, you know you trustworthy because they not gonna they not gonna call you if you can't be trusted. Right. You you coming to coming to gigs late, not having gear, or you know do different little stuff. So you just just had to get in the system, man. And I got luckily, she was my you know I didn't have to look that hard because she had already w- was familiar with me. So I, that was another blessing for me. Yeah. So my journey my journey into the R and B world. Is not longer than most kids. This year, I, mine was pretty short. I just luckily, I just fell into that, you know, role. Well, and you talk about this like it was like a luckily thing, but clearly, you had chops if you were getting these different jobs, right? Like, so, what was your what were what were your practice habits like? Like, were you were you a like a pretty meticulous practicer, or or did you did you feed off of live performance? Like what what was what was allowing you to develop so quickly as a as a drummer in this world? Uh, man, mainly, man. I just made sure when I when I did a gig, I made sure I was all in. I never, I never cut people short. No matter who you are, you can. You you can do free gigs. You can do paid gigs. I mean, I still do. I do free gigs. It, it, I'm, I'm not that dude that's like, you can't call me, you know, or yeah. you might think that, he man, he, I can't afford. I'm not like that. I do them free. You, I, it does not matter. If, I, if I'm free, available to do a gig and you need a drummer and I do it, I do it for you. No problem. And I'm going to treat it like, I'm going to treat it like it's a, Big payday. I, I mean, I wouldn't. I'm not gonna come in there and treat it any different. And I think that kind of like separated me because you yeah. have some musicians still today. You know, if it's not paying nothing or beneficial to them, they right. gonna half do it. Or you know, a half learn the music, man, or 
Right. You know, and I just made sure I just made sure I was always prepared. And, and to to be to be honest, it, the little things really kept me gigging, not so much as drumming. You know, I've okay. had I've had producers and 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 catch that own studio to just say, "Hey, man, man, I I I always call you just because I know you're gonna be here on time. You're gonna be set up and ready to go. You're gonna know." The music and I'm not gonna have to worry about you. And it wasn't so and, and not not one time that they said, Man, your plan is this and I need to it was it's more to it than just playing, you know. It right. goes outside of just sitting down behind the drum and playing. You got to have those other intangibles if you want to do it full time, man. If you just want to do it as a hobby, do it however you want to. But if you want to make a living off of it, yeah, you have to do it then. yeah. And I heard, so Simon Alexander, who you know, um, another drummer in town, um, Simon and, and I worked together at Visible. And, you know, one of the things that Simon said, oh, did we lose you? Oh, no, we lost him. All right, we'll, we'll pause and we'll come back in a minute. <laughs> we got you back. That was me. <laughs> I think that was me. <laughs> my, my apologies. That was me. No, it's all good. It's all good. <laughs> so uh transitioning to, to BB Kings, like when you got to uh when you got to BB's, wh what what was your kind of door in with them and, and you know how how long have you been playing there? Man, I started out subbing. I was a sub at BB's in like 2000, it would be 2002. I started subbing uh, uh, drawing down there behind uh, Myron Howe and Marlex. Okay. Okay. So I was sub and I was sub and play with different bands that come in and then eventually I got the house gig, uh, you know, down there and I, Man, I've been playing down there since then, off and on. You know, house band wise, I go back off and on. It's, I mean, I mean, for the for the most part, it's a it's a it's a good spot to just have under your belt when yeah. the road the road ain't going. You know, other things oh, ain't yeah. going. You know? So, it, I kind of like to keep that bridge open and don't burn it because I kind of kind of always go back to get some little sub money every now and then. But yeah. Yeah, for the most part, that was that was how I got into it, and then I started doing the cruise ship thing with them. Okay, now is that how you got connected to to Jason and to Jackie and the whole rest of the the band that plays East Memphis? No, they Jason, Jack, and them come from my Orlando Draper days, ninety back in the nineties. Jack and Jackie was playing with Orlando Draper before me. No, what? Okay, so y'all y'all yeah. literally have been playing your oh, whole yeah, career we, together. Yeah, my whole career, Jason Clark, Jason Jackie, what has been Jason? The Jason and Jackie has been involved in my career, my whole career, professionally. Oh wow! From from day one, yeah, because I came in with the choir that Jackie was playing for, and then I joined that choir. Then a few years later, Jason joined that, that same group. Okay. And then from then on, I've been attached to Jason doing things. I he'll call me to do things. I call him to do. So we've always kept each other, you know, always been a part of each other, you know, career musically. 
That's incredible. So I, I didn't know yeah. that. So when you hear when you hear you guys on Sunday morning and it sounds so together and so professional and so like it, it sounds effortless, honestly, most most mornings. That's because y'all just that, know that's each other. Years. <laughs> yeah, that's those years, man. Yep, that's not no two year bonding. That's not no we just met situation. That's a lifetime friendship. I yeah. mean, Jason is Jason is pretty much you, he's pretty much like that brother. I mean, I because we've been we've done so much stuff, music, music stuff together. Yeah, toured, toured and traveled. With, I mean, I was I was responsible for getting him over to Associates. I was responsible for begging him to come play at Fellowship. Him, okay. you know, just trying. I mean, pretty much half of the everybody over at this employed at Fellowship. I know him from that. You know, music scene. You know, uh, okay. over in Germantown, I played in bands with Landon. Okay, uh, Landon, uh, uh, Stephen Williams. We was in a rock band together, all three of us together. So, I mean, now were you the first of the guys that play now? Were you the first one in that fellowship? It was me. Yes, if you count that crew, yes. Okay, yep. and and how how what was your connecting to fellowship? Uh, the keyboard player that they had at the time that uh, they fired, uh, <laughs> <laughs> he wanted he uh, he called me because I was playing at a church in Jackson. I was driving back and forth to Jackson on Sunday, and he called me to ask me uh, what I uh, think about changing churches and playing. Which at that time I was ready to yeah, find right the church. Yeah, because yeah. I was like, man, I'm driving up two hours, an hour and a half down to Jackson to play. And I'm like, I was like, cool. And it ended up being there. And I get there and they fired him like <laughs> two weeks in. And I'm sitting there like, man, what? I don't know nobody over here. What am I, what am I supposed to be? Like, well, man, I'm, 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 I'm done with it, man. So uh, we can go somewhere else and play. And I was sitting there like, well, we didn't get fired. I was like, I'm kind of, I'm kind of happy, man. I kind of like, you know, it was just, I didn't know, I didn't know too many people over there, but I like the atmosphere yeah. and I like being over there. So I was like, man, I don't, I don't want to look for no other church to play. And I'm cool with this location if they're not yeah. going to fire me because right. you brought me in. Right, <laughs> but, right. You know, <laughs> so luckily, luckily they didn't fire me because they, because he brought me in. So I was able to keep my job. And from that point, I got Doc. You remember Doc oh, playing Doc. over there? Yes. Uh, yes. Uh, then I called Jason. It took me. It took me a while to get Jason because Jason had just been hurt from playing at another church. He didn't want to get involved. You okay. know, he didn't want to be in this. So I worked on him like a year almost, and I yeah. finally got him to cave. Uh, then worked on Hurl because I'd been playing with Hurl. Yeah. And uh, and Kurt. Been playing with Kirk, man. So, you know, and then Johnny would call me and ask me, Did I do you know any musicians, man? We need some musicians, Blase. Yeah. And I start, you know, I just start shooting out guys that, you know, yeah. I think could handle it, you know. Right. So what what about fellowship felt I mean, was did something feel different? I mean, because obviously if you're playing in churches all the time, at some point it just becomes family. sort of the the family. industry. Yeah, it was a family feel. Family. Yeah. It was it it, it the thing that grabbed me was um, they, how can I say it? It wasn't so much as, well, I, 
they don't treat you just like a musician. You know, they care about your well-being. They care about, you know, you know, what's going on with you. Are you okay? Yeah. You know, are, are, yeah. And and me and, and coming from coming being a church musician, I pretty much all my life growing up playing in churches. I done played at all kind of churches, Kojic, Baptist, yeah, Seven Day, Seven Day Adventist, Methodist, it don't matter what it is, I play at them all. And yeah. to them, to to them, you just, you know, you're a musician. You mm. he plays here, that's that. I, it's been some churches I ain't I've never said two words to some of their members because in passing is you know that's just that that typical thing. But yeah, when I got the when I got the fellowship, at first it kind of scared me and kind of threw me off because I was thinking that man, are these folks just this nosy or do they just <laughs> really you know they really want to know what's happening? Right. You know, and yeah, and it turned out they really. People really cared about yeah. what's going on, which even you have those random members like we still have now. Yeah. Hey, man, thank you for thank y'all for playing for us, man. It's just, man, we love hearing y'all every morning. I hate when we get here and y'all are done. It's just little stuff like that. And they're right. not giving us no money. They're right. not giving us nothing. It's just words of encouragement. And yeah. just to let you know that, hey, you're just not another fixture up there. We we see you. We care about you, and we glad you're here. And, yeah. You know, so I was hooked. I was hooked from then on, man. Fellowship had me, y'all. Fellowship gonna have to ban me, <laughs> for me for me to leave. The only way I'm leaving is y'all gonna have to have me removed. Well, <laughs> I don't see that happening anytime soon. Just, <laughs> JD, just <laughs> JD gonna have to call security and have me removed. I'm not, I can't leave. I can't go. I can't go. <laughs> oh man, that's awesome. Well, I'll tell you this. Like we, so we were, we were moving from uh, Birmingham, Alabama. We came to Memphis. I, I had been obsessed with hip hop music my whole life, but I had been trapped in all white churches my whole life. So uh-huh. I, I had never heard a church play music with some soul in it. And I don't mean, I mean, I had been to some really? Oh, I mean, I've been to some charismatic churches where there would be a lot of soul and not very much musical ability. <laughs> just yeah. a lot of yeah, 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 hollering and falling out. Yeah. But when I got there, I, I and I wish I could remember what song it was, but I can vividly remember it was at Colonial Middle School, and oh. uh, you used to wear the red beats all the time. Because I remember being like, "Oh, we get the same head." Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And so I can remember. You you hit like a fill and a break or something, and I I sat back and I was like, yes, <laughs> because <laughs> I loved their being, and, and because to me it wasn't a that you didn't do that in church. That was show off music, right? Like that's not yeah, something that happened yeah. in church. But that yeah. wasn't the feel of the morning, and that wasn't how it felt. Okay. And I remember Johnny. Uh, Johnny did one of his like he he had uh, he hit the low melody in the first chorus, and the second time he takes it up high, and y'all just like it, everything about it uh, sounded so amazing that I thought yeah. like, I don't even know. This is before like Brian had even gotten up to preach. I was like, even if he's trash, we're staying here. Yeah, yeah, man. This. So just I know, mean. You've had a big part it's, in us staying at Fellowship, man. Like you're, you're playing. It'd be man, Jay, man. It's it's it'd be moments, and and I know, I'm pretty sure that 
many of the members don't think, but don't think it be, but it be moments to where we be up there and just get overwhelmed ourselves. Yeah. Yeah. Because the flow, I mean, we'll get into a moment in the flow, and which is why I love playing with them guys because they pros. You ain't got the one. You don't have to worry if this car going to be right. You don't have to worry. And I give my secret away. When y'all see a few of us laugh, somebody has done something. <laughs> so I go and give y'all that little secret. So just so y'all won't think we laughing at a singer or anything. Right. If y'all see right. us laughing, it's because <laughs> one of us, one of us, one of the four of us have done something that we didn't have no business doing. <laughs> So I mean we and it and it go it's just moment it's moments like that man and then the real moments where you start you be like God Lee this this yeah. thing is about to get full man you know you yeah and it, it and to and to have to have those moments and to have four people that care about music care about the music yeah don't just care about coming in there playing and being seen right care about how it sounds because you yeah. got to understand we don't have no rehearsals. Right. So y'all, they sent us the music. Y'all <laughs> sent us the music. If if Johnny if Johnny want to send us the music by Wednesday, we'll get it by Wednesday, hopefully. But if we'll get it by Wednesday, and we we come in there Sunday morning yeah. and we play it, you know. So yeah, you, you got to be a pro and you got to have trust to some extent anyway. Man, I think that's a lesson for all young musicians who are listening to this and wanting to. Uh, wanting to do this professionally, like y'all are all playing multiple gigs a week with multiple different bands and you're not playing the same music every time, right? So you're spending a lot of time learning music. You're spending a lot of time practicing so that, because, and and one of the things that um, Simon Alexander, who uh, I know, you know, you know, Simon, he, he uh, works at visible with us and and plays drums. Mm -hmm. One of the things that he said was, he was like, I'm not the best player like in, in Memphis. He's like, but I get gigs. Mm-hmm. Show up. I'm nice. Right, I'm right. Trying to like overpower everything. That is 100. I'm by, I'm I'm that same way. I'm by far. Man, it's I can call out probably 10 guys. Well, no, let me lure it. About seven <laughs> that I, I I can well, I mean, and when I say it like that, I, I know what you mean. It's, yeah, it's, yeah. it's 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 more than it's more than seven that I I can go see, but it's it's probably like seven to ten drummers right now that I can go see in Memphis, and I can be like. But I mean, that's that's they thing. I right. don't try to be. Right. I don't try to be nobody but Dave. Yeah. I don't care. I don't care about the the newest chop. I don't care who's right. doing this. I don't care what they do. All I'm concerned about is what David can do. And what David gets hired for, I stay in my lane and I do my job. Yeah, and that's why I eat. So right. I'm not concerned. Right. Yeah, I don't. I don't try to be the best. I'm, that's not my job to say that. Anyway, yeah. I just right. do what I'm supposed to do when when I can, man. You know, because there's yeah. many more drummers in in the, in the city that can do what I do, probably better. But yeah. it's not gonna be David, right? It ain't gonna be me, you know. Well, man, we're we're gonna wrap up in just a second. I got a couple of just rapid fire, quick questions. I want to get your thoughts on. Oh All right. man, oh oh. All right. So out. number one, uh, the biggest was the biggest show you ever played Madison Square Garden. If so, I'm gonna leave it off the list. Like numbers. Well, I mean, man, well, I can't now because I've done. 
I guess I guess I'm saying Madison Square Garden because that was probably the most the first big spot. But like the, yeah. I just did, the, I just did the Newport Jazz Festival, and that's major, you know. So I mean, I guess over time my my shows changed because I do yeah. I started to do bigger and bigger. But that was like that was the first eye opening. The okay. Madison Square Garden, because you yeah, know that's yeah, a household. Yeah. Everybody oh, knows what the oh, yeah. yeah. Everybody not gonna know what Newport Jazz Fest is, you know, not right off. Right. And for those who don't know, how many people show up to Newport Jazz Fest, do you think? Oh man, I can't <laughs> man. I couldn't even I can't even break into them numbers, man. Is <laughs> I couldn't mm-mm. Yeah. Don't make me tell no story. I, I, I don't know. <laughs> we'll just we'll just say fifty thousand. Just leave it at that. Um, well, I know that's that's yeah, you being very modest with that. Okay. Well, we're gonna say a hundred thousand yeah. then, and we're gonna you leave being it. At very that. modest. Yeah. Yeah. Because that's like a daily. It's like a three day. Yeah. You know, yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah. Like no, like right. like. In other words, it's like Memphis and Nate to like the four power. I, I got okay. Yeah. Okay. That's yeah. Nice. So yeah. Okay, so uh, most famous artist you've ever played with? It'll be. Woof. I guess it'll be between Robert Cray and Kirk Whalen. Yeah. Kurt, yeah. Between, yeah, I mean, I guess it would, I mean, yeah. I guess it would probably yeah. I guess they would be yeah. That would be. I mean, it. that's a pretty that's a pretty famous duo. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. It is. It is. That's crazy. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, can you you might not be able to remember this, or this might not be something you can say uh, on on like publicly. Uh, what f- funniest <laughs> funniest moment funniest moment during a worship session at fellowship that's happened with y'all. <laughs> oh no, JD, don't do me like that, man. Oh, we got a lot of, but I'm, but to say to show you how big of a team player I am, I'm gonna use myself. I ain't gonna throw none of my boys under the bus. All right, all right. Uh, the first song, I don't know you, and you probably know. I, I think the funniest moment would be with me was when I counted off the wrong song and started it off, and everybody looked at me like <laughs> I was the only, I was the only one all in. They oh, I think I was <laughs> I think I was there for that, <laughs> man. Because because your friend Johnny changed the list and didn't tell me we were switching one and two. So when I left when I left the sound check, I'm still in what we just went through mode. <laughs> man, I get in there and I count I count off that song and go into it and Jason looked at me, Jason, at me. <laughs> Jason, Jason said no. <laughs> I said, oh God. Well, thank y'all for messing up my Sunday. It's my Sunday for the day. So so I throw myself, I throw myself oh under my the bus. Gosh. I won't I won't throw nobody else out there yet. Okay. All right, maybe. But maybe I'm just second. gonna but it uh just, just a little tidbit. Our saxophone player has a whole lot of moments. I, 
Okay, so he's on my gonna, list. I'm on. I'm thankful. I'm gonna ask Kirk. Love him I'm gonna ask Kirk about Dale. that because he he's one of my favorite people on Sundays. I love it with because I love it. I feel like more than uh, more than anybody that I talk to on a Sunday morning, you never know where this man has been. So I'll say like, well, man, Kirk, oh, how was your week? Yeah. He's like, oh man, it's great. I was in Copenhagen on Tuesday. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Just got back in this morning. Jet lag's crazy. Yeah. This is nuts. Yeah, yeah, yeah he, man. I love Kirk, man. He's, he's, and he's, by, by me being on the road, I travel in one of the bands he toured with, man. Yeah. And just being, being on the road with him, man, we can church. We can talk to church life, man. We can talk to you know, yeah. the road life, man. He's he's man. He's a real good dude. I love I love working with him. I call. I work with him all the time. Anytime I can call, if yeah. I can call him, you man. Cause he, you know him. He's a good dude. He oh, he's he amazing. come in. He comes in uh, early on ten. Right, right. With, well, with me, it's gonna take me about an hour to wake <laughs> up before I can just you know so. Have our first services at church. Don't tell everybody, which I'm pretty sure they're gonna see anyway. I'm right. uh, I'm on autopilot during the first <laughs> service, pretty much because of the the long night I probably had on the Saturday. Man, it's autopilot. Right. autopilot. Well, that that's something I don't think a lot of people know. You know, there most Saturdays y'all are playing at BB's leading into a Sunday morning, and you're getting or off or driving or driving back in. Right. Yeah. A- and you're, you're, and like, I remember asking Jason one time, I was like, man, why do you seem so sluggish? He's like, oh man, I hadn't been asleep yet. And I was like, what? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He does, and he does it a lot. He drives back in. He'll come back in from New Orleans or drive straight in the church and go straight to the keyboard. And I'd be like, Jason, man. I'd be like, dude. Ooh. But I can't, I can't hardly say nothing because I do it. You know, I do it yeah. too if it had to be done. And, you know, but. That's just the grind, man. That's just yeah. the grind we do. Now, and I think for people who don't know that, it gives a whole different level of appreciation to y'all. Yeah. And professionalism and, um, and just, just that you, I mean, and what you said about you put everything you got into every session, like there's a moment, I feel like there's a moment and I, I probably pay attention to drums more than others because that was the instrument I always wanted to play and I never could. Uh, my parents, my parents uh, never, never let me cause it was too loud. Uh, so I got, I got relegated to trumpet and, uh, I'm, oh. I'm still, I'm still so bitter about it. So maybe, I, maybe I'll get yeah. some lessons from you at some point, but we, <laughs> I, I watch every Sunday and there does seem to be moments every Sunday where it's where you, you in a good way, go off script and hit something that, that was not, you know, not part of the regular rhythm. And I, I love it. Uh-huh. And I, oh I think- man. Yeah. Just, and, and that's the good thing about it. Cause anytime, man, if, if, if one, somebody do something, it's like everybody's in tune and it all of a sudden becomes a thing. Yeah. And you never, you never know where uh, I'm pretty, pretty glad that the, that the handcuffs are, are on us a little bit. Cause we could get a look. <laughs> I mean, if they really wanted us to get all in, we could really be, you know, a little much. But it, it, it's fun, man. Y'all, they, y'all give us just enough rope to do what we do, man. Yeah. It's, it's always fun coming in. Well, I've been talking to Johnny about this for a while, and I'm going to I'll tell you, and, and this can hopefully be some fuel for people to get through this pandemic time where we're not able to be together. But 
our our hope at Fellowship Young Adults is we're going to host a worship night one night where y'all have zero handcuffs and you're free to just go off. And uh, and that, that goes for everybody because I, I need mm-hmm. to have a night where I get uh, Dave solo and I need a Jackie solo and a Jason solo. Like I need, <laughs> I need to have, I need to have my right to see y'all really cut loose. Oh so, man, that's, Okay, well, shoot. I mean, let's do it. Let's do it. Hey! Okay. <laughs> Stay, remember him? He plays drums hey! at Church on Sunday. This is my second oldest, Evie. Yeah. Where the other? Where the other two at? What the, uh, the two that be causing the trouble? <laughs> they be. <laughs> hey, see, where's the other two that be causing trouble? Where are they at? Uh, amen. <laughs> look, she know exactly who I'm talking. <laughs> They're both working on uh, homeschool stuff. The one that causes the most trouble for us is the two-year-old. So she, in a second ago, you probably couldn't hear it, but something huge crashed outside the door. So I, I'm, I'm sure, her. Oh, without a doubt, without a doubt, <laughs> the other two are working on homeschool right now and probably fighting, honestly, because that's oh, okay. how, how it goes with brothers. Okay. Here. So last, all right, last question, and we'll get out of here. If you were gonna play, if you're gonna play a dream jam session, uh, put together a dream jam session with, and we'll say artists who who uh, nobody you know personally, but like you know, yeah, a dream dream jam session with nobody you know personally. Uh, what you mean, musician wise or artist wise? Well, let's do, but let's let's say artist-wise, because that'll be more relatable for people who are watching. My dream, this. okay. Uh, the, so the, let me make sure I got the question. The dream artist that I would love to play with, or just do a jam. Yeah, say, ja- say, jam session with, because I think that'd be more jam fun. with. Yeah. Oh man. I would have to say Prince. Yeah. If I if I ever could do, I'm not that. I mean, I ain't jam sessions. I ain't just too hardly into unless it's done because it's musicians have done things. Musicians have took jam sessions to a whole another thing to where yeah. it starts to be a competition thing and all that. And that's not what yeah. that's about. That's right, about right. sharing. You know what I'm saying? And you know so. If I'm gonna do one, it'll be with him, with him okay. conducting. Because I mean, how and you ain't gonna get too much more. Him or James Brown between oh. those two, that'd be unbelievable. Yeah, I, so, I'm, I mean, I'm here for it. I buy tickets to watch it. Yeah, so, I mean, <laughs> so now if you now, if you want to say uh, artist, I can play for. If yeah. I can play with one, it'll be between Sade and Michael Jackson. Okay. I mean, either, that's, that's, either one of them, I'm cool. That's awesome. That's awesome. Well, Dave, man, thank you so much for coming on with us today. I, I appreciate your time. And, uh, and I know you got a busy schedule today of other interviews you're doing and stuff. So, man, thanks for coming on. I appreciate it. And Thank uh, you for look, having me, man. We look so forward to getting to see you on a Sunday morning again soon. Oh, uh, thank y'all. I can't wait. I miss yeah, y'all. Man. Miss you too, man. All right. We'll talk to you soon. All right. All right. One day.